Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. We talk a lot about the external effort that it takes, the tangible income, expenses, doing the work, which is important to have those things covered and understood. But there is the intangibles that are very important, like your habits and mindset that really make any of this possible. You can have a lot of money. You can have someone who's also in the same situation as me or have more than me and still can't fathom doing some of the things I'm doing. And so I think it really starts as like a sense of belief in what's possible. And you have to almost have a irrational sense of belief and what can happen. It's not necessarily that if anyone can do it, I can do it too. But if one person can do it, you can be two. If none have done it, you can be one. And that's always been my approach to most anything I've done in life. And it has translated now into my business and to how I approach finances. You won't know there's an opportunity if you can't see it. And I'm able to sometimes see the opportunities in the obstacles. So if someone who maybe had a long commute, like this is horrible. I'm like, all right, how can I use this commute to help me? And it did. And so these are the things I say that you need to start with or focus on not just the external but the internal so that you know to maximize the opportunities or you know to even recognize that it's an opportunity you're listening to yo quiero dinero a personal finance podcast for the modern latina i'm your host janice torres award-winning latina personal finance expert i didn't always have my financial shit together but when i started looking for poc friendly personal finance podcasts i couldn't find any and so Yo Quiero Dinero was born. On this show, I'll show you how to make dinero, how to keep your dinero, and most importantly, how to make it grow. Each week, I'm connecting you with the most brilliant minds in the world of money and business, so you can learn about investing, entrepreneurship, and building wealth. The best part? I'm dishing up all this knowledge with a sassy side of sazón. So if you're ready to be poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. 
Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to remind you to follow us on social. If you're loving this podcast and you want more community, you want to find out more about our events and all the stuff that we have going on behind the scenes, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and everywhere else you love to hang out on the internet. If you're loving this podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review if you listen to us on Apple. It's the easiest way to share our podcast with people that you know and love, and it helps us get discovered by amazing listeners like you. So take a moment, leave us a review, share us with your friends and family, subscribe so that you never miss an episode, and make sure to check out our blog, YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com, where you can sign up for our email list, and you'll never miss an episode. Plus, you get exclusive invitations to our live events, special discounts for our digital courses, and as always, our best personal finance tips and advice to help you be poderosa with your dinero. Thanks for listening. Now, let's get into the episode. Jamila, welcome back to the show. So excited to have you back. I know I've told you this, but I'll say it again. You are literally the reason why I even have a personal finance podcast. So shout out to you for showing up and killing it in the game. I'm so excited to have you back on the show because as y'all can see, if you're watching this on the YouTube behind Jamila, this incredible woman has a brand new book coming out called Your Journey to Financial Freedom. And I want to learn all about it. So first off, welcome back. So happy to be here, Janice. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So first and foremost, for folks that don't know who you are, which is like you're anywhere in the personal finance sphere, shame on you because you absolutely should know who Jamila Soufran is. But tell folks who you are and what you do. Sure. So I'm Jamila Soufran, host of the Journey to Launch podcast, founder of Journey to Launch, where I talk all about and teach people how to reach financial freedom and financial independence. I've had the podcast now for, I always like lose track of counting, but I think six years now. And so that's kind of wild because it feels like yesterday uh, that I quit <laughs> my job and pursued this full time. But essentially I am just like a majority of the people who are watching, just like you, Jenny, someone who was inspired to achieve freedom for myself, um, walked a traditional path, went to corporate America, was earning a decent living, but realized I wanted more autonomy and freedom and time to myself to do what I wanted to do. And I found that through the pursuit of financial independence, made a lot of changes to my life and have changed it completely in terms of how I spend my time, what I do for money. And so I am wanting everyone to come on the journey with me because it is possible to to achieve freedom without even having millions of dollars, which is still that, you know, you can still get the millions, but to achieve it on the way to that is amazing. So I want to teach people, I am teaching people how to do the same. Yeah. I love that your approach to personal finance and this financial independence space, because you are literally telling people like you don't need to have those X millions of dollars in the bank to live a financially free life. And so I'm curious for you, what has been your journey to financial freedom? First off, how did you learn about this subculture that's going on where people are like bucking the system and quitting their jobs and going and live lives that are not traditional to people in our age group? So how did you first learn about it? And then what did you actually start doing differently with your money to allow you to now live this life? So I was working in corporate with a long commute. I'm driving from Brooklyn to New Jersey every day. And I was just starting my family. So I have three kids now, but I was pregnant with my first child when I realized that this was not the life. Like this could not be it. I did not want to be in a car for an hour and a half, two hours, one way, driving in a cubicle, people telling me what to do, getting home super late and not being able to spend time with my family. 
So I realized, and I always knew I wanted to have a more free life. I, I, I never liked rules. I never liked being confined or asking for permission for things. I always had that personality. But when I started to work full time after graduating college, I just didn't see how it was possible. Like I tried different things and they just never took off. I didn't know how to become or put myself in a position where I didn't have to work for money, didn't win the lottery or I was I didn't play the lottery. My husband now at the time, boyfriend, then fiance wasn't wealthy. So I was just like, what am I going to do? You know, I guess I'll just work, get a good job and earn money. And so I did that for my 20s. And still there was a longing in me that said there's more. And it was when I was pregnant with my first child on a really long commute that I said, no, this is not going to be it. So I started to Google when I got home and then at work, how do I quit my job? How do I retire early? You know, all these things I'm sure people have done. <laughs> if you're watching or listening to our content, you probably are in inspired by that too. And then I found out about something called the FIRE movement, you know, the Financial Independence Retire Early movement, and discovered podcasts, discovered blogs that regular people who were earning, you know, sometimes not a lot, sometimes six figures, but they were saving and investing the boring way to freedom. And as a result of that, they were able to quit their jobs, they were able to travel the world, maybe have a business. And I was like, I want in on that. Like, I'm going to do that because what's the worst that could happen? And so I learned about it and then immersed myself in that world. So started to listen to the podcast, read the blogs. So and then things that became or were like were negative things in my life became positive. So now I had all this time in the car so I can listen to a lot of podcasts and, you know, I can read blogs at my job and start to accumulate the steps I needed to take to change my finances. And so coming and to my husband now with this was getting him on board to figure out, okay, what does this look like for us? You know, I want to quit my job. And at the time when I really officially started and declared it like to the world, which was like five blog readers, I started Journey to Launch, which was actually first called Mrs. Budget Fab to tell you how oh, into budgeting and things that I, I was at that. the beginning. Yes. And then I quickly changed it after a couple months because like, no, no, this is, this is not encompass everything that we need to do. So when I came to him I, at the time and I was officially starting, I was 33. And I said to myself, I'm going to reach financial independence and be able to quit my job in seven years. So we're going to be able to do this. So we got him on board after a few months and started to travel down the path. So that meant saving and investing more of our income, being conscious of our spending and really like then sharing it with Journey to Launch, which first was a blog and then the podcast. And what happened really quickly was that I started to discover, because in the beginning, I really started to follow more of a frugal lifestyle, or that's what I thought I was going to have to live in order to achieve freedom. Realized quickly, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> I wanted to have more options. I wanted to sometimes, you know, I wanted to spend my money with ease and to have money to do that. And so I adjusted my goals. I, we adjusted the way we did things. Also, so now, you know, first child inspired me to find out what financial independence was. Second child actually encouraged me to start the blog. My third child inspired me to quit my job because when I found out I was pregnant with her, I realized that Journey to Launch was in a good space where, hey, this could potentially be like the pathway that I could do this while still achieving freedom and reaching financial independence. So I ended up quitting my job um, right after giving birth to her after coming from maternity leave. And that was back in 2018. I've been doing it full time ever since. And so my ideas of the journey to financial independence have evolved since starting. And with that, that's what I've basically taken to uh, formulate the frameworks and steps that I put in the book, because I, I'm just like, 
where is all this information? Because if I would have had this book or this information starting my journey, things would have been a lot easier, or, or at least I would have been able to have more direction to where I was going. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I love the idea that like your journey to financial independence can evolve as you evolve, right? Because I think about my own journey when I first found out about this in 2016, I didn't have a plan to have this business and have this podcast and all these things kind of just happen as a result of putting yourself in new spaces and just being okay with experimenting and trying new things. I'm curious because there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast who are in relationships, whether you're dating or you're married, and a lot of people want to get their partners on board with the financial independence movement, but they might not even understand what the heck they're talking about. How did you have that conversation with your husband to get him on board? Yeah, you know, it was really interesting because my husband, Woody, he's a very simple guy. So for example, when we got married, you know, I'm like, let's like travel the world, you know, let's go to Europe, let's do like country hop and he was like can't we just go to like a beach like and just relax <laughs> like a, like sandals and i'm like okay no shade to sandals or going to a beach but i'm like this is our time to explore you know so he likes things very simple and laid back and doesn't like to rock the boat much and so when i came to him and i'm just like okay so i'm listening to all these people and they're able to quit their jobs they're saving half of their income and they're retiring early you know it was a foreign concept to him because you know just like me raised by hard-working immigrants you know you work until you can't work anymore and so he was just like what like how this is not a thing like you know jamila get kind of out of your head but he didn't he didn't say it in so many words but i just knew that for him it didn't make sense his job is like 15 minutes from our house so we also live very different working lives so my pull and intensity to want to reach freedom was different because he had a more comfy cushiony commute and so but he understood me and I mean this part of the reason I married him because he was able to still even if he didn't understand it in the moment respect what I needed to do I cannot do this commute anymore I actually don't want to work in a corporate setting anymore this is what I need to do and so how can we come together and so it was a few conversations it wasn't like an overnight like I told him and oh let's do this right away but it was really coming together, sharing stories with him. So first it's making a non-believer or someone who doesn't know something exists, see that it exists and it's possible. And for him, that meant sharing stories that he could relate to. So some of those were teachers also, cause he's a teacher who also were able to reach financial independence or save a lot of their income or ex-athletes. He's an athlete or he played um, basketball in college. So very athletic. So sharing kind of, here are people who are kind of like you or have these interests and they did something similar. So that started to open his mind more. And I'll be honest, so really I think what helped seal the deal was I created this spreadsheet that I call the fire calc. And so again, one of the benefits of working in corporate America for me was I, I learned all the you know Excel tricks and tools. I was did a lot of formulating in these spreadsheets. So I was able to use that skill set to create this spreadsheet that allowed me to map out year by year how much we need to invest or what our path to financial independence would look like. And so I was able to show him a scenario if we did nothing different, here's where we'd be. Maybe be able to retire, but maybe not like kind of be scrimping by based on how we spend now. Showed him a couple of other scenarios, but the, the more aggressive one was, here's what we could look like and have saved and invested by the time we're 40 or 45 if we do this, or even the standard retirement age. So showing him the numbers, right? Not just telling him, but also showing him the scenarios and saying, this is what happens when we just do what we do now, or this is what can happen. And I was like, imagine a life where by the time our kids are in college, we are financially free and set that we can travel and do what we want. Um, and that excited him. And 
when I started to share with him what he can do to, to help do that, like invest and save more, he started to get just more excited about it and more on board to, to following through on things. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense, right? You kind of have to have that overarching why behind the goal that you are trying to achieve. It can't just be something superficial. You have to really understand like what are the long-term benefits of making these changes and what is that personal vision going to be for each of you? So I think that's a brilliant approach. Can I add on to that? Because I think this is something also that's really important if you want to also bring someone on board who's not necessarily has the same goals as you. So we're a family, but we are still individuals. We have different desires and things we want to do. And so while I was okay with like cutting back and doing certain things, like getting rid of our luxury cars, for, it was a smarter thing to do. I knew that eventually one day he would want to have a nicer car or he likes things to be simple and nicer in certain aspects. So how can we combine our goals to help achieve that for the both of us? And sometimes that can't be done at the same time. Like there's limited resources and money, but sometimes that could mean, okay, so I'm working maybe a couple years longer or we are going to take that vacation or save up to buy that luxury car because I know you want that just the same way we saved up so I can quit my job. So it's incorporating both of our dreams, even though they might be a little different to make sure we both are feeling satisfied. Yeah. I love that advice. Okay. So I don't want to gloss over the fact that you're pursuing financial independence while living in a very high cost of living area, New York city and raising three children. How Jamila, how? Yeah. Okay. I'd like to say this. So I know I look, I don't look a day over, you know, like 22, 25. (laughs) Girl, yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I am a woman of a certain age. I'm 40 years old at the time of this interview. So I talk about the intentional journey to financial independence. There's like the before financial independence life and then the after financial independence, like awareness of it. And luckily for us, before I intentionally found out about financial independence, we have set ourselves up to have a very stable foundation. So we're talking about having, you know, two working parents. My husband and I are working, having a decent income. We had debt, but not, you know, a lot of debt. We have student loan debt, maybe a car debt a little bit. And then, you know, most importantly, it was our years like that we worked in our career. And so I don't want to gloss over that because some people can look at it and say like, okay, but like everything you seem to like have done all the things, right? Or like, you know, you have family, you have kids and you're still able to pursue this and still seemingly live a really good life. But it's because, you know, I put that work in. So I worked in corporate America for 13, 14 years full time, rising up the ranks, doing the work. I went back to get my master's degree so that I could be at the top of my earning potential while I was there. With that then now comes the privilege of the income to then now split to do income's job. So I, in the book, this is something I talk about that you need enough income to do the jobs, which are to pay for your mandatory expenses pay for discretionary expenses, so all the fun things, and then also to do the financially responsible things, save, invest, pay off debt. And so because we were in a really good spot, um, you know, and set that foundation, when I found out about financial independence, we were at a very good starting point. And so even now, the reason and able why we're able to do this is because we, we covered a lot of bases. Like, so we bought our home, you know, and, and we bought it at a good time. Um, I ended up buying my first property right out of college in an area called Dumbo, Brooklyn, a studio apartment that I still own. But again, it was one of those things where right place, right time, right market, that is now one of our biggest investments that we have as a family. And so all these things, what some I could not have controlled and some are just pure, you know, luck and the grace of God. And then some of it, a lot of hard work have led me to my 40 years of life being here. 
And so I, I always like to just say that for people who are at different starting points, have different things. You know, you you could talk to someone else who is also married, has kids and cannot do all the things. Um, and there are different reasons for that. But the one thing I want to encourage is that once you start the journey, like I did, you are able to unlock more freedom, more money than you ever thought was possible. And so that's why you just need to start because it's, it's there. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, the blanket advice is like maximize the opportunities that you have in front of you, right? Because if you have the opportunity to move up in your career to the point where you're earning a comfortable six figures, do that. If you find yourself having the opportunity to buy a piece of real estate, don't be scared. Go and do that, right? Because the fear, I think, is what keeps a lot of people from making those decisions that can be the thing that propels you to that next level. Right. Well, and this is why it's so important. We talk a lot about the external effort that it takes and the external things. So the tangible income, expenses, doing the work, which is important to have those things covered and understood. But, you know, there is the intangibles um, that are very important, like your habits and mindset that really make any of this possible. Because if you can have a lot of money, you can have someone who's also in the same situation as me or have more than me and still can't fathom doing some of the things I'm doing. Right. And so I think it really starts as like a sense of belief in what's possible. And you have to almost have a irrational sense of belief in what can happen. It's not necessarily that if anyone can do it, I can do it too. But if one person can do it, you can be two. If none have done it, you can be one. And that's always been my approach to most anything I've done in life. And it has translated now into my business and to how I approach finances. And so it's really important to like, you won't know there's an opportunity if, if you can't see it. And I'm able to sometimes see the opportunities in the obstacles. So if someone who maybe had a long commute, be like, oh, you know, like this is horrible. I'm like, all right, how can I use this commute to help me? <laughs> and it did. And so these are the things I say that you need to start with or focus on, not just the external, but the internal so that you know to maximize the opportunities or you know to even recognize that it's an opportunity. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so one of the things that you talk about are the five stages of financial independence. Can you walk us through what those are and how we can figure out where we're at in that journey? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yes. So financial independence, the real definition of it is you don't have to work for money anymore. You don't have to actively work because your investments, your portfolio, and the income that your portfolio spurs off, covers your expenses. And so that is a very lofty, amazing goal to set, right? But there are so many steps in between that. And I think what happens is when people hear about the financial independence, like it sounds good, like well, I don't have to work anymore or like I have enough money to take care of things. Yes, but then when you hear about what it takes and how much money that is, it can be like, all right, that's not possible because look where I am. And so I was like, this needs to be broken down to be manageable sprints within the marathon that is financial independence. So the five stages are, the first stage is the explorer stage. This is a stage where you're working on becoming just financially stable. 
you may not be able to cover your your expenses. You may be going into further debt because your income isn't enough or your expenses are too high or a combination of both. It's really a matter of getting financially stable. And once you're financially stable, so that step I also call it the explorer stage. So explorer stage, stage one. The next stage after you become stable and you can at least just pay for things and be at stable ground is your cadet stage or debt payoff stage. This is the stage where you are paying off consumer debt. So consumer debt like car loans or credit cards. I don't typically include student loans or mortgages in this stage because some people choose to keep them or they're a lot of money. And so it's not something you can be in a rush to pay off before moving to the next step. After you have completed paying off your consumer debt, the next stage is the aviator stage. That is financial finding financial security, meaning this is your wealth accumulation stage. You are saving and investing as much as possible to your limit because you've already paid off that consumer debt and you have more money now to focus on growing your assets. So that's the third stage, the aviator stage. The fourth stage is called the commander stage. So this is where you have achieved work flexibility. So after you've gone through the first three stages, you are now in a position where ideally you've saved up enough money in your FU fund or savings account where if you needed to take a break for whatever reason, whether that you don't like your job, you need to switch careers or you want to travel the world or start a family, you have the flexibility to choose what you do for work. You may even choose to take a lower paying job with less hours because you need more flexibility. So that's that work flexibility stage, the commander stage. That's actually the stage I'm in now. It's a stage I believe everyone can actually reach. And then the final stage is financial independence. That's the captain stage. That's when you don't have to work actively ever again for money because you have accumulated enough assets to pay for your expenses. And so breaking it out in those stages allows for people to kind of see where they are based on that. And each stage can take, it depends on your, on your starting points and what you have going for you can take some months, years, decades, but within each stage, there is the ability to find freedom and joy, and you don't have to wait to the ultimate stage to enjoy or live your life. I love the idea that there are levels to this, right? Because like you mentioned earlier in the podcast, when people are introduced initially to the financial independence conversation, oftentimes they see the fire number, the 2.5 million or whatever it is that you do when you do that calculation. And you're just like, well, forget it. Like this isn't even worth my time because I'm never actually going to be able to get to this place. But you're inviting folks to understand that like there are different ways to build elements of financial freedom and independence into your life right, right here, right now. Exactly. And also, you know, so if I had a, this is another concept in the book I, I explain, I talk about the guac level, the guac lifestyle levels, meaning that's like the level at which you want to like enjoy your life. So, you know, there's one through five stages, five being the most luxurious, one being super frugal. And so if I, so I'm more like three, four in terms of like the kind of lifestyle I want to live and what we want to spend on. But if we were to be a more conservative or frugal guac level, like one or two, we, we could be financially independent. We do have investments. We have a good amount of investments, but that's not the lifestyle I want to live or we want to live as a family. And so that means I have to set my expectations and what I'm going to do to get there more realistically based on my lifestyle goals. And I think that's the problem sometimes that comes in is that you want to live a certain lifestyle, which is fine. Everyone's deserving of whatever lifestyle that is. But then to understand, okay, what does it take then to live that? And so for me, when I first started, I had lowered my lifestyle level, or I thought I could live a lower guac level in order to reach my financial independence goals and realize quickly, I wouldn't be happy doing that. And so to do that now I've extended. So maybe, you know, I'm already 40. So I had missed my goal of retiring and reaching financial, complete financial independence by 40, 
based on my desired lifestyle. So I extended that out a bit, which is fine because I'm literally like living the life I want to live, even if I was financially independent. You know, I'm doing work I love. Maybe I wouldn't show up as much. I'll take some more breaks from the, <laughs> from the podcast and social media. Like there might be some things obviously I'd do differently, but I have a lot of the benefits of that freedom understanding what the trade-offs are for working and then wanting to invest longer to have more money. So obviously there's a lot of folks that listen to this podcast who are like first-gen kids who not only have to worry about their own retirement plans, but they may have to factor in supporting family members. What advice do you have for those people who are like, yeah, I definitely want to become financially independent, but I also have to think about mom and, or dad or what the heck's going to happen with them? Yeah, I think that is a very realistic and sound reason to why you need to probably expand or just really give yourself grace about what your financial journey looks like. Now, there are some people where may need to be some boundaries put in place, right? Like if you cannot flow or give from a cup that is drying out. And so you need to be financially sound first before overextending yourself where then you're no good to yourself or help to anyone if you also are not financially stable. So there is that. And then there are some people who it's like it's a joy and it, they feel like it's their obligation to help out family, which again, it's your journey, your life. And if that's the case, then you just have to just be realistic about what your journey may look like. So if you have now a line budget for sending money back home to your family or helping out cousins and, you know, that to, to, to put that in the budget, um, maybe that extends what your financial journey looks like. Maybe that extends how much money you need to make or invest. But be realistic and don't feel bad about it. When I say things like that, it's just be careful that you are setting boundaries in place. And with family, that you are also talking to them, you know, teaching them how to fish themselves. I'm having those conversations because so many people, they'll really drain themselves out. And then they're of no help or use to themselves or anyone else when they're when they're that way. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's like, y'all put the oxygen mask on first. That analogy will always serve itself. Yeah. Yeah. Even with kids, you know, as someone with kids who I get a lot of questions like, how can I invest and save for them? Which is really important. But it's like, are you on track yourself for even just the standard retirement age? One of the best gifts my mom gave me, even though she came here at 20 years old from Jamaica, a single mom with nothing, she worked her way up and created stability for herself. And so the best gift she gave me is that I right now don't have to worry about taking care of her. And we, who knows what can happen in the future, but that is such a sense of, like that's a gift because I know some people don't have that luxury. And so if you are a parent, it's yes, you think about your kid's future, but really make sure you're okay so that they don't have to worry about you when they become adults and want to achieve their own goals and live their life. Yeah. Okay. So as fellow entrepreneurs, I know you can relate to the idea that, you know, like you love what you do and you can see yourself doing it forever. But I think it's also important for us to think about like, what is the exit strategy when we do want to exercise full financial independence and we are business owners? Have you thought about that and what that might look like for you in the future? I always go back to the reason I started Journey to Launch. And it was always because I wanted to reach financial independence where I don't have to work ever again. Uh, but it's not that I don't want to work. You know, I definitely need structure. I like having goals and things to do. It's more, I don't want to feel obligated to do that. And it's funny. I realized, you know, I was thinking about like bosses, you know, I didn't like a boss telling me what to do. And I was like, I don't even like telling myself what to do. Like, I actually, <laughs> I just want to like, just do whatever I want to do. Like not even, you know, and so for me, understanding that about myself, it does take coming back to, okay, how big do I want to grow journey to launch? Like, I don't want to put 
constraints on it. I definitely think I can probably grow faster and bigger if I did more things. But I'm at the stage in my life with three young kids that I like the balance that I have now. Um, I like the simplicity of my business. And, you know, if the opportunity presents itself and I know I can make that impact, you know, I, I do follow the, the kind of like the adage that I can't deny, though, what's being placed in front of me if it's a gift to do something else or to help others and also help myself. Right. And so when I think about it that way, I think, that, you know, there is a future where I see like I don't want to have to do this in 10 years unless I want to or five years. And so the goal is still financial independence. The goal is to make sure we are on track to reach these goals. And so we still like look at, we have, um, you know, an advisor who helps us in terms of like just financial planning, look at the big picture and it's like, okay, what's the goal now? All right. It's 50, 55, but it can be sooner if these scenarios or options change for us. And do I want to work more or do I want to work less? If I work less and we didn't need as much money, then I can make that goal really, I can make that timeline dwindle a lot faster. And so it's the rechecking in on how do I feel? And then still, so I'm in that work flexibility stage that we talked about, where I feel that I've achieved a lot of freedom. And that freedom allows me to still say no to things that I don't feel like doing where other people maybe years ago, I would have said, Oh, I need that money or I need to do that. And now I'm just like, I don't need to do that. Like I can take a break. Even if from journey to launch right now, if I wanted to take a break, I could, I always wanted to retain that level of flexibility while still pursuing the ultimate goal of financial independence. Yeah, that is a powerful place to be, girlfriend. The options, it's the options for me. And I think that's what people have come to realize as the conversation around financial independence becomes more and more mainstream. It's not about a specific amount of money. It's not about the money itself. It's about what the money can do for you. And just being able to say, yeah, I'm just going to wake up today and not have to do anything like, that sounds like a very simple objective, but honestly, like that is the definition of freedom of just having that choice, right? Right. And so many people have a lot of freedom now. So when I quit my job, I didn't have a lot of freedom in terms of my time. You know, I was commuting, going to work at my job and then, you know, quitting my job and then still being financially stable and at the place where, okay, this feels good, but not having all the money realize that there is so much freedom around me and it doesn't always look like luxury. So like one of the things I say is you might dream of going on vacation. Like that's your idea of freedom that you want, which is totally fine, right? Being on a beach, sipping mojitos. And it's just like, how can you enjoy that today? And so like, I live in New York, so the beaches are not like nice, but there's a <laughs> beach not too far from me. And in the summer, it's like after the kids go to camp, my husband and I, because he's off in the summer, like you couldn't tell us we're not on vacation every day. <laughs> you know, so after like working a couple hours or not working at all, we go to the beach with our homemade mojitos, right? And so I just feel like I could have still did that a bit working, obviously not as much, might have had to been planned. I always say like, try out financial freedom in your life today. This life that you're yearning for, I know, you know, you're on the journey, you think life, everything will be solved once you have all the money and it won't. It really won't. You know, and I know people that have money and they're still not happy. They still don't feel secure. And it does not change that. Obviously, it helps. So we're not going to say that having money does not help. It's a different set of problems. But I really encourage that cracking the code means that you feel freedom and joy, even if you are at, you know, stage two or three in the journey that I talked about. Meaning like, yeah, everything's not perfect, but I have confidence in myself as the biggest asset there is, not some outside thing. 
I have friends, I have social capital. I might not have all the money capital, but I have social capital. I have my own capital in terms of my inner capital. And like, I have a happy life. And once you have a journey like that, like you were experiencing and enjoying the journey while to the destination, I mean, you made it, you're doing it right. Absolutely. Yeah, there's definitely things you can do right now, whether that's planning to take a sabbatical and starting your FU fund, whether that is looking for a job that offers remote work opportunities so you have more freedom of your time and energy. Like there's just things you can absolutely be intentional about right now that are going to give you more space to feel, you know, that expansiveness in life. So your book, Your Journey to Financial Freedom, A Step-by-Step Guide to Achieving Wealth and Happiness comes out December 5th. And I'd love for you to tell us what we can look forward to in the book. Well, what you can learn and gain from this book is followable and actionable frameworks and steps that anyone can take, no matter what your starting point, to reach financial independence. So to create that overarching roadmap, but then breaking down like what to do in each stage and most importantly, how to enjoy the journey. And so of course I share a bit about my personal journey, but what I, and some other journeyers. So I, I call anyone on this path with me journeyers and I've, I've interviewed a lot of journeyers and met a lot of journeyers on the path who have different starting points. So the one thing I say is that my story may not resonate with every single body, you know, based on what I had going on. No one's story ever will, but you know, you learn about and you hear from other people who you might say, okay, I kind of dig that, or I had that kind of starting point, or I didn't have this, and this is more relatable to me. So the book really is encompasses practical, actionable steps with relatable stories that allow anyone to achieve financial freedom, like literally immediately, but then ultimately plan for financial independence. That is so exciting. And you know, Jamila, I have to say on behalf of all of the women of color that listen to my show, like you and the work that you do is so impactful because just seeing somebody like you who is on this journey, who is giving us permission to pursue financial independence, to talk about wealth and investing and and just things that we may not have seen growing up. I think it's just so powerful to be that representation for us. And now that you're putting this in a book that we can share with our community, I think it's such a brilliant thing that you're doing. It's an honor to have you here on the show. I'm so excited to have a copy of your book in my hands. And if y'all want a copy of this book, all you need to do is go to yourjourneytofinancialfreedom.com to pre-order your book before December 5th. And uh, Jamila, once again, thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you for being such an important voice in the financial independence space, especially for women and people of color. Well, thank you so much again for having me. You also are a beacon of light. And so I just want to give flowers to you to continue to do what you do. And uh, yeah, let's build together. And, you know, I feel like the next Jamila or Janice, but obviously their own name is listening right now and has their own story to tell their own business to build. And even if you don't want to build a business, you just want to reach freedom like that is possible for you too. So absolutely. Thank you so Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Much. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you are ready to take your dinero to the next level, 
Sign up for our free 14-page guide, The Financially Lit Latina, the ultimate blueprint for becoming poderosa with your dinero. This 14-page guide includes our best tips on money mindset, budgeting, debt repayment, career, investing, financial independence, side hustles, and more. And you can get it completely free. So to get your copy of The Financially Lit Latina, just head over to YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start. That's YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start and start transforming your dinero story today. Until next time, stay empowered, stay inspired, and stay poderosa. On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions, or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated contents constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.